Oh, I think I set it up right. I think I did it all. Yeah, looks like we're working. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Totally Local Podcast. Uh, we go over uh, totally local stuff every week. What can I say? We have colorful characters, entrepreneurial businesses, and uh, we love the Jersey Shore. Don't we, Leo? Hi, Leo. Hi, how are you? As with me always, my wonderful co-host. And uh, this week we have a lovely guest, Heather Schultz. It's not Heather Schulze, although Leo really wanted to change her name. But it could be Schulze. Be fancy. Schulze. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, hello, Heather. How's it going? I'm great. All right, good. <laughs> We're very, very happy to finally get you on the show. Yeah, it took a little while. It took, took some time, but uh, we did it. And I think I hit the... Yeah, I did. Boom. I'm fade an audio in, engineer. Out. Yeah, oh, I did it. See? All right, It only cool. took 28 episodes. Because oh, yeah. this is 29, and we did it last time, This too. is 29, yeah. and uh, yeah, well, we had some te- technical difficulties, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I feel like a real audio engineer, because you saw me get it all going here. Yeah, you know? lots of wires going on. Lots of stuff. So, <laughs> speaking of wires and uh, unwiring and rewiring, Habitat for Humanity, coastal style. So, as far as I know, now Leo's made me really nervous because he said I rant in the beginning of episodes and I don't get to a point. <laughs> and then he's like, just ask a question. But I don't worry. You got to taxi the runway and then you got to take off. You know, there's a lot of prep going on. Anywho, um, from what I know of just, you know, Habitat for Humanity, um, they work on building houses. Correct. So, coastal Habitat for Humanity, there seems to be a lot. Going on, I visited the. It's called the Restore. Yeah. Right. I get it now. Rest, restore, re and store, and then you restore. Um, so there's the store aspect of it. Um, are you also involved as far as the coastal habitat for humanity? Is that also involved in like building houses yes. as well? Yeah. Okay. So coastal habitat for humanity is an affiliate of Habitat for Humanity International. Mm-hmm. Um, and really that the way that Habitat started, Habitat for Humanity International, was building single-family homes for lower-income individuals and people in need. Um, We're an affiliate of them, so we do build single-family homes. We're actually working on a home right now at 626 Prospect, right in Asbury Park. Cool. um, That will be hopefully done by September is our hope. It's a little, you know, a little... Construction's always a questionable time frame, and we're permits like, and planning and all that, right? And just whether you're you're stuck with things like that. And in habitats, we're volunteer driven, so we bring in volunteers to do the vast majority of the labor on the homes. So mm-hmm. we're even in, in con- the construction world. We're even less tied to a schedule because if we don't have volunteers coming in, we can't move as quickly on the homes. How do you like? I can do certain things manually. Certain things I do not know how to do, but like if you want to help out, is there is there something where no matter what your skill set level is, you could come in and help? We say that as long as you have the desire to help, we can find something for you to do. Wow, um, and that even means on the home builds. So um, there's always projects that have landscaping and things like that, and cleanup. Mm-hmm. Um, there's digging projects. We have a, a construction manager position within the organization that's a paid position mm-hmm. then we have anywhere from i'd say at this point we probably about 12 um, regular construction volunteers who come in and work with us they give us anywhere from one to five days a week mm-hmm. uh, mostly retired folks who just want to give back mm-hmm. and they have the skill and the patience and the desire to teach the volunteers who come on who come on the sites you know less frequently 
Um, so, you know, you can go on the site and you'll be, you know, putting up sheetrock and, you know, putting windows in and all kinds of framing things that you would never think you could do. Um, but they work right alongside the volunteers. The, the core volunteers work right alongside the newer volunteers and really give them a great experience helping. So like our house at 626 Prospect, we'll have probably, I would say probably five to 600 volunteers that have actually touched some piece of that home by the time it's done, done and the keys are handed over to the family. That's great. That's awesome. So when we're talking about coastal habitat <clears throat> for humanity versus Habitat for Humanity, is that just, what area are you, are we focusing so on? So we're basically Southern Coastal Monmouth County. We're, we're a pretty small affiliate. Um, we cover basically parts of Ocean Township south to the border, to the Ocean County border, and then from the parkway over to the ocean, so the parkway east. And so for all of our millions of listeners who listen on, in, from Ocean County, because um, there's millions of people who live in Ocean yeah. County and they all listen, uh, how could they, where would they go to participate, to give back, to volunteer yeah. if it wouldn't be coastal habitat? So, so most, uh, like I would guess everywhere, but most territories, at least around here, are covered by some f affiliate. So okay. there's a northern ocean habitat for humanity. Um, so people could go there. And there's also southern ocean. And here in Monmouth County, we, even ha we have coastal, which is us. And then we have habitat for humanity. Humanity of Monmouth County, which covers basically the rest of the county. The, the good thing to know that is if you have a desire to volunteer or to donate, um, if you get to any one of us, we're very good at directing people where they should go and what's you know more local to them. We just took a call this morning from somebody who um, wanted to do some work in Western Monmouth, and our volunteer coordinator, of course, sent them sent gave that person their information to go out and help out with them. Not that we don't want people from all over geographically, right. um, but if somebody's just trying to, you know, volunteer in their backyard, if that's really their desire, um, we try and make sure that they get to the right place. And how long have you been working with Habitat in Habitat, Coastal Habitat? Not too long. I've been there about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half at this point. Okay. Um, so pretty new to the job, but really liking it and we're, I think we're doing really great, great work. And what do you do for, for Coastal Habitat? So I'm the executive director, so that means that sort of I run the operation, which seems pretty scary to me <laughs> when I think about it. Um, but I have a fantastic staff that works under me. Um, and, you know, they're, together we make the wheels turn and keep projects moving. Um, you know, we do, like I said, we have the home build that's going on right now in Asbury Park, but another big part of our... Uh, mission, which is especially important to our affiliate, is doing um, home renovation and repairs for people. So you can imagine where I said our service territory is, there's not tons of vacant land left by us, mm -hmm. and what vacant land is left is pretty expensive. So for us, building you know five or six single-family homes a year is going to be really difficult, if not impossible. What we can do is help people who are living in their homes, many who have been there for multiple generations um, that are on a fixed income or have a low income and you know they have this great asset but they don't have the means to upkeep it um, so we are able to go in and you know help people make sure that they can maintain safe affordable housing it often comes down to I mean think of an older individual who you know has been in their home for a long time they maybe they need to put in a wheelchair ramp or at least make repairs to steps because they're starting to have a harder time walking 
um, or you know, make sure that their railings are secure so that they can use railings or grab bars in a bathroom. Mm -hmm. um, so the idea is where somebody may not be able to afford to make those renovations themselves, if they had some help with that, um, they could stay in that home rather than looking at having to move into an assisted living or downsizing or something. Okay. People's homes are what, I mean, that's the most important thing to people is having that home. Um, and we also will go out and just do yard cleanups and painting for people to help them regain some of the pride of home ownership. Um, so those are important pieces of what we're doing with the renovation and rehab. Um, and then we have our, our restore, which you already um, mentioned earlier today. The restore is fantastic because it's a it's a really cool place to go shop it really um, is. for used housewares and furniture, appliances. We have construction materials. Um, there's always some kind of strange treasure that comes in the store. I'm, I don't let myself walk through the store every day because <laughs> I would spend every dime that I made in my paycheck. Because um, there's just always something cool that you can get there, from brand new items to antiques that people are seeking, um, and all of the money, all of the revenue that we generate in the restore goes back to our programs. So if you come in and you shop there, you're going to get something cool, and you're also going to actually help somebody right in your backyard, basically. Um, because that's where we're doing our work. So that money that we generate goes right to the programs like the renovations and repairs that I was just talking about. So how do you choose who you're going to help or assist? Um, is there a sign-up? Are they mm -hmm. you know, people going online and just signing up yeah. and you choose that way? So for it's a little different. There's an application process for any renovation and repair projects. Um, you do have to be within certain income limits, and you do have to own your home. There's a lot of discussion right now, um, both within our affiliate and other local affiliates, and then nationally, because there's Habitat for Humanity um, affiliates around, around the country and internationally as well. Um, there's a lot of discussion about how we can start helping renters who are in um, poor, have poor rental conditions. Um, but we're not quite there yet. So you do have to own your home, um, and there's an application process. We we market. We go through senior centers and things to try and find people that need our assistance. Um, and then for um, the single-family homes, we actually will keep a running list of people who are interested in receiving a Habitat home. And when we know we're about to you know break ground on a new home, we will go through a screening process um, and just select the family based on, you know, certain criteria. Um, so, and all of the families that are selected for, for assistance are supposed to do what's called sweat equity. Um, so the families, especially on the single family home builds are expected to put in hours, um, volunteering to build mm. their own house. Um, and that can come in multiple forms. They may be there actually, you know, banging nails next to people. Um, but they may come to events when we have volunteer groups on site, We'll sometimes call the homeowner who's been chosen to come and talk to them because it's pretty inspiring. We had a group from Keene College come. They gave up their spring break to come and build with us on the house for three days. And uh, the homeowner got to come out and meet them. And those kids were so inspired by the time they left that day. It was like we were all inspired because they were so happy that they got to meet the homeowner. So That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. We had a couple of technical difficulties, but I worked it all out. So uh, we're all good. Good. Just to give you a clue of what I was rummaging around doing. Um, epic shouts to to Mike uh, to letting me know that there was a problem and <laughs> letting me know that I fixed it. Um, <clears throat> so you are the executive 
director. Did we go over this already? Yes. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure everyone at home knew that. Uh-huh. All right. Well, just keep going then, because I'm a little, uh, <laughs> a little behind on the times. So when we, if, so let's say for example, um, I know that you said you have a position open right now, mm-hmm. and so you do hire people who would have contracting skills or things like Absolutely. that. Although mostly you're going to have volunteers. Do you do anything like internship programs or anything like that, like skills building classes or seminars? It's actually an area that we're looking at moving into. We've taken interns, but they they tend to be more social work interns um, that are helping us in our ad- administrative offices doing programming and all. Um, but we are we've started discussions with Brookdale about um, Brookdale actually has a um, you know a handyman contracting kind of skills course that they offer. Um, and we've started discussion with them about how we can be a site where they might be able to send some of their students to get some more hands-on experience. Um, we also have had some discussions with the Boys and Girls Club, and we've done some small programs with the Boys and Girls Club, mostly with their older, their older kids. So they have programs for you know the um, later teens, um, where they've come in and just helped us with some small projects, and it's it's a lot of fun. And those core construction volunteers that I was telling you about. They just love to teach. So when the kids have come in for the few programs that we've had with Boys and Girls Club and, um, you know, they've gotten to work alongside them, again, the kids leave inspired and you feel like maybe you've taught them something that they didn't have someone else to teach them or that they never knew before and maybe it sparks some interest in them. Um, And the volunteers, like, come to us and say, we should keep doing that. So we're looking at sort of expanding that and maybe doing some after-school programming. The really cool thing about the house that we're building in Asbury Park right now at 626 Prospect, it's basically across the street from the Boys and Girls Club. So when we get a little bit further on that house um, and the weather's a little better in the summer, we're, that's one of the times when we'll look at, you know, are there kids who we've sparked some interest in with building or, you know, even, again, doing the landscaping, planting some flowers for this family that's going to move into the house. We think it could be really cool. And we also think it would be really neat to, you know, imagine a kid who's going to the Boys and Girls Club for programming every day being able to walk past a house and say, like, I helped build that mm-hmm. house for, for that family that's living. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So so we hope that we'll expand that program um, over the summer. How does, how does that work with, you know, you hand the keys over and the person takes the home mm-hmm. and then, you know, taxes, insurance, you know, how does all of that kind of come into play when they take over the house? So... So Habitat homeowners do have to qualify for a mortgage, mm-hmm. and you know they actually own their home, and they pay towards the mortgage. Cool. There's some changes out there. Um, historically, Habitat affiliates have held mortgages for people, and they were 0% mortgages. Mm-hmm. So you know most of your Habitat affiliates, including ours, are going to have sort of a portfolio of mortgages that we hold, and we collect just like any other lender would. So mm-hmm. people pay us monthly. Some people pay their taxes and insurance direct. Some people pay it to us, and it gets escrowed, and then we make those payments just like a regular lender. Um, There's sort of been a shift now um, where a lot of affiliates, including ours, are looking to have people actually go out into the private lending market and, you know, access some of the more affordable mortgage programs. Um, And really the reason for it is because we're not very good at being lenders, and there's a lot of laws that have changed over the last five or six years that make it, you know, you have a lot of obligations as a lender. And for a small affiliate like ours, we would have to have basically a full-time person to help us meet those requirements. Mm-hmm. So it's part of the reason why there's been that shift of trying to get people to get um, mortgages in the private market. 
it's it's kind of an open question right now, mm-hmm. but whether people people have a mortgage, whether it's held by us or held by a bank. Mm-hmm. So. So I know we had some technical difficulties at the start. I just want to, um, for anybody who's now joining us or listening live, I want to let everybody know that we do have Heather Schultz, not <laughs> Schulze, the fancy version, but just Heather Schultz from Coastal Habitat, uh, which is a... Coastal a, Habitat for Humanity. Right, and, yeah. you know, just to let you know, we're going to, I'm going to, we have a backup of the audio, so I'm going to splice whatever, you know, I'm, I'm going to fix it when we put it back up. It's live now. Everything's working. So, you know. So one of the biggest pieces for me that even made me realize that you're that that you had a presence in the area was like you said the the restore, yeah. which I love because I love things that are really nice for for good prices. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although you did, you told me that you could get the you could get you can't get plants in there. Wait, there are no, plants in there. Yes. Yeah, but, but I looked at the biggest beautiful plant in there, and they're like, no, you can't have this. So, so twice a year, we're very lucky because twice a year we get um, when the bars close at the shore. Uh huh. Um, to popular shore bars, the uh-huh. Parker House and the Columns, when they close, they actually donate, the owners donate all of the plants that they oh. had there to us and then we sell them. And they oh. do it every year. It's absolutely amazing. And you know, when they first come in, you walk into the restore and it's like you're walking into a forest <laughs> all of a sudden. There's just plants everywhere. Uh-huh. So you got to hit it at the right time uh-huh. of the year. You have to hit it at the right time uh, of the year, okay. yeah. The, so, I mean, it's my experience with getting rid of furniture Meaning, like, I don't need this anymore. Or uh, my my mother-in-law wanted to get rid of stuff, and she was just like, you know, you could sell it. It was like these, like, they were nice, but it was like these leather couches from, like, the 80s. And I was like, they're sweet, and if I was, like, Scarface, I would love these, but, like, (laughs) I don't think I could get rid of them. And, you know, they were in beautiful shape. They were great. I knew somebody would want them, but a lot of people, like, People go into this mode of like, oh, well, I have this stuff, you know, I could sell it. And it's a lot people don't think of and I didn't think of it until you go through the process of like, all right, I'm going to put it up somewhere. Now I'm going to wait for weeks and weeks. OK, I feel like because it's so beautiful and Scarface would love it that this couch is like a thousand dollars. And people are like, no, I don't want to give you a thousand dollars for this couch. And then it's like, OK, well, how are you going to pick it up? Like you have to come and get it and all, all these things. So. You know, what what ended up happening more more often than not, like 100% of the time, is like you, you end up donating it. So how does that come in to where um, if somebody wanted to donate stuff, does, does Habitat for Humanity like come pick it up? Yeah. Oh, so cool. we have um, all the habitats we'll go and pick up, whether uh-huh. you're in our service territory or in a different affiliate's territory. Um, we have an awesome driver who goes out. Um, the store manager will sort of take field calls of people who want to donate things. Mm -hmm. And then she sets up a schedule. And, you know, the most that we typically are um, picking up, like going out, scheduling out, is about a week. Mm -hmm. We try and keep it to a week. Um, Sometimes it goes a little longer depending on what we have going on. But um, so typically within a week we can have somebody come out. They won't go out and pick up, like, small items, but we'll receive small items at the store Wednesday through Saturday during our open hours, basically. So, um, you know, you're talking about that couch. You're right. It's a lot of work to sell stuff. And we hear that from people all the time. They come in and they say, I want to donate this. And they're like, I tried to sell it. And it's just so much work. I should have mm-hmm. just come. And you guys could have picked it up in a week and the headache would have been over. Yeah. Um, and we do give, you know, if somebody's interested and they want it, we always give a receipt for tax purposes mm-hmm. so you can get the, the credit for making the donation. Um, which is nice. And again, you're really helping right in your backyard. 
one thing about the restores and the affiliates is we do try and stay within our we have to stay within our territory. So if somebody calls our store from, you know, Monmouth Beach and wants to make a donation, what we do is actually refer them to the Habitat Monmouth um, mm-hmm. restore, which is in Freehold. Sometimes they can't pick up, and then they'll call us and say, do you want that stuff? Because we can't get that far away. So we all sort of work together to make sure That's people good. get to the right place. Um, and then, again, if if something happens and, you know, the, thing, the item person needs the item picked up in a week and they can't get there for three weeks, then they'll call us and say, or they'll tell the customer to call us back. That's um, cool. So it's, it's nice because uh, it's a really great source of revenue for the programs. Um, you know, and people, it's really fun to shop there. It's just yeah. like going oh, to a store deals. and shopping. And <laughs> well, and the thing, too, is like a homeowner now, things that I never thought of, like I'm looking at stuff. Like I was in there today and I was looking around and I'm like, this this washer, this uh, there's a dishwasher in there. I'm like, this is in great shape. Or the fridge that's in there is like and like looks awesome. And you know, being somebody now that knows the cost of things, like I've had to fix my washer now a couple times because it's getting older. And it's like you, you, I'm like, oh, like how much is a new washer? And it's it's kind of like if you don't, you know, if you're if you're, you know, watching your budget, like it's it's kind of tough. But going in there, I was like, wow, there's. It, it seems to me like there are instances where people are remodeling their kitchen oh, yeah. and they're balling out till they've fallen out like they don't care. So they're like, I don't need this like washing machine or this this dishwasher or refrigerator anymore. It's in great shape, but I want to I want to get something fancy with like a, you know, a screen on the fridge for God knows whatever reason. So they're just they're donating this stuff because they don't even need to worry about those kind of things. And yeah. you're, you're picking these things up and passing on the, the savings, basically. Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing that I didn't even mention that we will do for homeowners that are doing renovations is we'll actually go out and do tear outs when we can. So, really? Um, oh. Kitchens are a big, you know, there's a lot of kitchens being redone in our area, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, when we get a donated kitchen in that either somebody has just brought and donated or that we went and picked up or that we've actually gone out and pulled all the cabinets and the appliances out um, and brought it into the restore. We can't keep them in the restore. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a huge market for it. So when we get those in, we really see, you know, that's a really nice push. And then we know that we can do more programming and help more of the people. Um, there's times when, you know, we have a list of, of homes that we'd like to be helping people with renovations. But, um, you know, you can only do what you can do. Yeah. So it's nice when we see those little boosts. Um, and if you're getting rid of your kitchen, the other thing that the restore does is keep all of that material from going into a landfill then. Yeah. Um, because basically, a con- you know, contractors are going to go in. They may not take the time to pull the cabinets out and send them to us. But if we can go in and do that, it helps the contractor because they're not wasting their time doing that. Um, and they're not paying the dumpster fees. So it helps the homeowner as well. And it helps our environment because all of that stuff that would go in the dumpster doesn't wind up in the landfill. It's like estimated um, there. like millions. You yeah. guys have saved like, you know, millions and millions of yeah. pounds yeah. or whatever. I think, it, going I into think the waste. that we, ju- well, we just had our 25th anniversary, mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago, our celebration. And I think that the estimate, I won't want you to quote me on it, but I think that the estimate <laughs> is 177 million tons wow. of material has been kept out of the landfills just through our restore. So mm-hmm. across the country, imagine the impact of that not being in a, in a landfill is pretty cool. That is cool. So we talked a lot about the things that you have in your restore, right? You know, furniture, appliances, things like that. Are there some things that you are not 
um, taking that people try to, to, to yes. drink a lot? Um, well, so we won't take stuff. We do try and be, we try and have nice stuff. So if you, you know, if people call us and they want to donate couches or things like that that are in bad condition or ripped or really stained, we won't take that. Mm-hmm. Um, we will always try and refer people to other organizations that will take them. Um, but if you've been in the store, um, you know, we really do try and have it be a little bit you know, nicer of a thrift store. Um, then there's things that we just generally won't take, like we don't take clothing. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's other thrift shops very local to us that have amazing clothing. I go yeah. to them all the time, oh, yeah. um, but we're not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and then there's just certain you know there's certain big pieces of furniture that frankly when we get them we just can't sell them. So there'll <laughs> be times when you know we'll say we can't take any desks right now because we have you know a, an attorney's office that donated ten enormous you know mahogany desks to us that are taking up so much of the showroom that Uh we you know until we move some of them we really can't take in items like that do you guys Um, have like a like a warehouse because i I was looking at the the property itself um it's a really beautiful like was where was where the restore is there's like offices behind it as well that's where our administrative offices are and there's like sick parking because in asbury if you try to go anywhere i mean it's on memorial it's obviously easier to park mostly but you guys have your own parking, which is which is pretty cool. I don't know. I think it's cool. Um, but the the building itself, like the you know where you guys are, was that specifically built for you guys in mind, or was it, it... was it, it was a well, it was a warehouse that was there, but it was mm-hmm. you know redesigned um, with habitat in mind, and mm-hmm. then the administrative offices in the back were you know redone to have us in that space. Um, so. It, it's great in some ways, and you know we wish we had. You said you started this by saying, "Do you have a warehouse?" Yeah. And no, we don't. And there's well, you, times when we wish we did have more storage space I for think, items. Yeah, but it always comes down to you have more space, then you're just going to fill it up with stuff. Well, so right. it kind of helps you guys like right. move it around exactly. a little more. Um, you know, we the one time when we wish we had that space would be like at the holidays because mm-hmm. post Christmas people will want to donate, you know, all their old trees and stuff, and we sell that stuff like crazy. But mm-hmm. if we take it in January, we have nowhere to put it until you know, October or November when people start thinking about it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with, like, seasonal um, furniture. So, you know, at the end, in the fall or even in the spring, sometimes people, or in the fall, they're like, oh, I'm going to get a new thing in the the spring. So they're looking to get rid of stuff, and nobody's going to buy it then. So we... We sometimes wind up not taking that because we just don't have any place to store. For yeah, the we, time being. we got we got to work on some marketing for that where like you really push it out there where you're like, hey, if you want this stuff, it's the off season. You know, you want some plants, right. columns just ju- dropped right. a bunch right. off. You know, you gotta so let us know and we'll totally let other people know. That would be awesome. You know. Speaking of, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say marketing is, uh, you know, we're a nonprofit, so yeah. we don't have money for marketing uh-huh. when we place an ad in the coaster or do a show or something where. You know, that's a big expense for us that you don't think about. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're sort of, you know, we're a not-for-profit, but we're a social enterprise. So we, you know, we have that business piece. um, And then we have our mission piece, which is building the houses and renovating the houses. Um, But the business is really the restore. So I came from the, you know, the mission piece. And so knowing about marketing and things like that and even social media is not my skill. Mm -hmm. Um, We have people who do social media for us, and that's great. Um, but yeah, marketing is always one of those things that you wish you had a big budget for and you just don't. So well, anytime you want to market anything, just call us up and we'll, right. we'll let people Excellent. know on Thank the you. show. We appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Speaking of marketing, I did see you recently, um, in a parade. You were, you were walking in a parade yeah. for Habitat. For Habitat, yeah. And, um, are you planning on doing any of the parades coming up for the, for the summer? 
Well, we we right now actually this morning we were discussing whether we should do any of the Fourth of July parades um, coming up. You know, we try and do what whatever we can, and we try and be a good, you know, part of our mission, in addition to the houses and everything we've spoken about, we really want to be a good neighbor. Um, being in Asbury Park, it's an amazing community, and there are so many um, great nonprofits and social service agencies in the city and different groups that are, you know, resident groups that are working together to make the city even better than it already is. Um, and we want to be a part of that. So we try and participate in as much as we can. We try and support our other, you know, our other um, collaborative partners or people that we don't know that are just doing good stuff. So, yeah, going out and doing the parades, it gets our name out there so people learn about us. We hear all the time that people don't even know that the restore exists, mm-hmm. um, which is sad. Um, right. But so getting out there and doing a parade, then they see the restore truck and maybe somebody goes, what is that thing? And where we get to talk to one of them. Um, so it's partly marketing and it's partly just being trying to be a good neighbor um, and give back to the community as much as we can. Um, we can't do everything. We have, you know, we're coming into the season now in Asbury of lots of community events and um, different things to participate in. Asbury Live is this coming Saturday. We'll be there. We'll have a presence there. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, there's another community day called Super Safe Summer on June 8th. So we'll be participating in that. Getting all of our events in as yeah, well. Boom. I mean, we do as much as we can, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but but we're we're a very small staff. We're only five person staff, mm-hmm. um, and then we're volunteer driven. But our volunteers do so much for us that sometimes when you're looking at an event and trying to staff an event, and you have you know two staff people can go, but you need three, you're asking the volunteers to do that much more. And they're fantastic. Don't get me wrong; they usually step right up, and that's why we're able to do things like the parade. That was you know we had a lot of volunteers there that day. Um, but sometimes you do kind of go, oh, should we be asking them to do like 10 more things this month? <laughs> so <laughs> Just push it to the limit. Um, well, that's that's great. I mean, it's it's it, you know, there's something that people obviously there's a joy in helping others and getting this stuff out there. And it is important because, you know, you're, you're kind of filling this gap between all these different things where people obviously need help with their homes. But like you were saying before, the waste, like you're kind of taking care of that and making sure that. You know, it's just a, like something, you know, you, you like you were saying, you, you, you're there's only so much you could do. But the fact that you're doing what you're doing is incredible because it is definitely, definitely helping. You know, oh, so it you. is it is it is pretty amazing. And I liked I like the store. I wish I could have spent uh, more time in it today. Um, we're looking at getting a, a new as, as Leo loves me talking about my bathroom renovations. Uh, we're <laughs> we're we're looking at uh, we looked at a couple sinks that were there and we're like these these could work you know my my you know my lovely lovely wonderful wife is you know questioning how big of a bathroom sink we need and I'm like what do we do we're not we're not washing pots and pans in the in the bathroom sink you know how big you know so obviously she gets the final say in what we do but I like the idea of being able to go in there and and check stuff out and see you know what what is actually available so that was pretty cool. Well, and stuff com- constantly comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and you know we, if you follow us on Facebook or on social media, you know Amy, our restore manager, is you know she's often posting sales because, you know one week we'll we'll get ten couches donated and we don't have, don't have room for them mm-hmm. so we have a sale on couches. Um, yeah. <laughs> or on you know bathroom sinks. So everything must go. Yeah, so things come and go so quickly. Um, so it's it's neat because you can walk through the store once a week and and we have people who come on the same day every week and just see what's flipped and what's new that's in the store because things come and go so quickly. So you may not have seen a sink today that works, but mm-hmm. there may be a sink there tomorrow that works. There's there's a lot of stuff too that's not even like like hardware like tool mm-hmm. stuff that's not even open that people donate. So I mean that's that's 
it, was it when you first came into town? Was it was it kind of how did you let people like how did you let construction? Pe- how did you let people know? Um, I mean, the race store has been there for twelve years. We were around the corner on Third Avenue. I, yeah, I remember like I've heard about it, and then like the the hours were weird. Yeah. This was years ago, and like you couldn't really find it as easily. Now it like looks. Right. Super cool. On the so outside. we've been in that new space for about a year and a half. Uh-huh. Um, and again, it's a great space. So it's right away we're attracting more attention that way. You know, it, again, there's not there's not a budget for marketing. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of word of mouth. And yeah. we do get people who we we feel strongly that once you've been in the restore, it's going to be on your radar when you need something because mm-hmm. um, it's just a cool place. And the people who are in there are volunteering and staffing it. You know, they love what they do, so they love talking to people. They love selling stuff. They love talking to people about what we're doing with the revenue that's generated. So um, once we get people in, we think that helps us with the word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then again, it's it's just the other stuff of doing the community events and giving out coupons to people and trying to just generate more interest in it. So what is your, as like the executive director, which is, you know, pretty pretty big pretty lofty title right there so like your day what's your typical <laughs> what are you doing every what do you do what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing i, I what feel do like you do all day <laughs> you spinning a lot of plates you juggling a lot of you things sipping coffee and we do, <laughs> up. We do we, you do spend a lot of plates for uh-huh. sure um you know again because we're such a small staff um and we we all are you know we're a teamwork staff you know there's nobody who doesn't you know i may be in the restore cleaning the bathroom if it needs to be done and there's mm-hmm. no one else to do it. So we're all kind of those pitch-in sort of people on the staff. It's real important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's very important to be like that, especially in a volunteer-driven organization, because I don't ever want to ask a volunteer to do something for our organization that I wouldn't do myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that would That's just wrong to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we spend time trying to you know keep things running, obviously, and doing a lot of scheduling with you know, the houses being built and the projects that are going on, um, participating with, you know, collaborative partners and doing meetings and planning events or, um, you know, planning initiatives, um, which there's a few of going on in Asbury Park. So it's important to have a voice um, for safe, affordable housing at some of those, Um, you know, just dealing with the general staffing and keeping the business running and, you know, things like two weeks ago, we had a real weird storm in As in Asbury mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago on a Monday morning at like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And we got to the office and we had no phones and, and internet. So mm-hmm. we, so not me so much, but we were all kind of troubleshooting that for, for, I don't know, 24 hours. And then the <laughs> next day we found out that the restore had actually, um, gotten some damage we think through a lightning strike it's not 100 percent confirmed so it was uh-huh. like a like a week of no phones and internet oh, so wow. just stuff like that when you say you know spinning plates you're trying to like work on our phones and we have like chargers everywhere because everybody's phone is going dead mm-hmm. um you know and then we work very hard to make sure that we let our volunteers know i work very hard to make sure that we let i let our volunteers know how much we appreciate them um so we're constantly planning you know, volunteer appreciation and just making sure that we're connecting with them. I don't want to be, I don't want to be as the executive director and I don't want any of my staff to be sort of sitting in the admin building and not interacting with our volunteers. We couldn't exist without them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I do make it a point, I try not to shop, but I make it a point of almost every day, if not every day, walking through the race store and I try and go out to the job sites so that I can see what's happening 
um, and just connect with the folks that are doing the work for us because, again, we couldn't do it without them. Um, we're five people. What else do I do? <laughs> and then you and then you spend some time like dreaming about all the stuff that you wish you, you could, could do, have, and yeah. and dreaming, but also then trying to you know make some of that real and look at what other affiliates are doing to, like I said earlier, to you know is there ways that we can sort of address some of the crisis with the conditions and some of the rental housing? Mm -hmm. um, that would be an amazing thing for us to figure out to do and. And so you spend some time thinking about programs like that. Or what, what are some of your like like a big dream pine like something that you've thought of recently where you've been like I want like I don't know how I would do it but like I, that's what so I... two things that uh, that I would really love to figure out mm. um, the the conditions in rental housing which mm -hmm. you know it's not that we couldn't do them but if you you know there's it's kind of a catch twenty two you don't want people to be living in poor conditions. Um, but if a, an agency like ours or anybody goes in and they fix them up for free, basically, then you're kind of benefiting the landlord. The <laughs> landlord's like should sweet. be responsible mm -hmm. for fixing those problems. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just not an easy issue, but it's, you know, a, a lot of that rental housing is in crisis because of the poor conditions. And Habitat's mission is that everybody deserves a safe, affordable place to live. Well, some of those conditions aren't safe. Mm -hmm. um, so I wish that we could translate it somehow and stop just helping the homeowners and begin to figure out programs that help the renters. So that's one of my dreams. Mm -hmm. The other one is to figure out a way that we can start collecting some of the um, boarded up, really dilapidated, you know, uninhabitable housing stock, um, which there's, there's a fair amount of. It's not terrible, but there's a fair amount that's just sitting. Mm -hmm. um, we need housing and we need affordable housing. So if we could figure out ways to have money to invest and purchase those properties, you know, I know that our staff and our volunteers can go in and fix those homes and get them back online and then rent them to, you know, have beautiful homes for people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in a city like Asbury Park, you know, there's probably, you know, I could name you off the top of my head, five structures that if we had the funds to purchase them or some program that we could go in and make the repairs to get those units back online for people, you know, it's it's a blight on the neighborhood that they're sitting like they are, um, for one. So it improves the whole neighborhood, but it, imagine the improvement to that family who now has an awesome house to live in where, um, you know, their kids can have bikes and not you know, you can't have a bike when you live in an apartment. It's mm -hmm. not, or it's hard to have a bike when you live in an apartment. Yeah, definitely. Um, so things like that. So those are my two. If I had two. Big, big if goals. I had a if I had a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Or two. You, yeah. you, uh, you've worked before, Coastal. You, you've, you've worked in Asbury Park for a while. Yeah. And you seem to enjoy and love the area. Are you are you from Monmouth County? Are you from the area? I'm from Ocean County. Oh, originally. that's okay. That's um. cool. We see. I told you, <laughs> Leo's like Ocean County. Nobody's there. You go. Boom. Ocean County. Okay. Okay. We're in Ocean County. <laughs> uh, I grew up in Bricktown. Oh, okay. nice. Brick. And then I lived in uh, I lived in New Hampshire for ten years. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved back, I moved to to Ocean County because mm -hmm. my family was basically up in this area now. So. And so, uh, you know, what, what do you think? What kind of what drew you to like around here as far as Asbury Park and like being in this area and wanting to work and live and you know have fun in this area? What what kind of comes to mind like like the the beach or like you know the music? Um, I or, love the beach uh -huh. and I love the music uh -huh. um, for sure. And and like I said, my my family, my sister especially, was here and a lot of friends that I had for a long time. So that's really what drew me to live in the area. Mm -hmm. um, but. 
but living in the area, when I first came back to New Jersey, I lived here, but I was working out in Trenton. Um, and I just knew I wanted, not because of the commute, but I just knew I wanted to work in Asbury because I, I mean, it will sound cliche to, especially, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's really kind of a cool, it's a cool yeah. city. It's a super special place. <laughs> it is. Um, and there's so much diversity there. Um, and so much energy to do good things. Um, again, I know I sound totally cliche, but I really believe it. You know, I go, I love you know, it. I can go to a community day on the West Side and there's all this, all this great positive energy. And, you know, the community, I think, is really, and I've been working in Asbury for about 12 years, um, the community is really starting to come together more. So you see, you know, you see it more as one Asbury Park where it's not east side and west side and, you know, the four quadrants of the city and all. Um, so working in Trenton, I kind of kept thinking to myself, I really need to find a job that's like working in Asbury right where here where I live mm-hmm. um, or not, you know, the city I live in, but right here in my backyard so that I can, you know, do some of do some good work. So and you kind of manifested that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so. I, I'm not going to say where you live. I don't know if you want to put that out there or not. But what I will say is, um, you being from the area, you you know you know this whole kind of coastal towns. Where do you go? Because today is May first. It's going to be May, right? <laughs> so we are kicking off. I don't know. I, I'm sure you follow the show. We're kicking <laughs> off this month, Pizza Quest. Um, oh yeah, and so it's where, happening. Where do you go if you want to get a slice, a really good slice of pizza? Just at the a Jersey slice, Show? just yeah, one like, slice. Like a, we're, we're doing Pizza Quest is all about because you know there's the Pete and Elda's, there's the Vicks, there's places you can go, there's fancy places like Tallulah's, but like old school Jersey slice of of a you know slice of pizza plain. Where do you go just to grab it and go? That's delicious. Up and down ocean, mom, it doesn't matter. The one slice, I yeah. go to Luigi's. Oh, all right. Right perfect. outside the gates of Ocean Grove. Yeah, perfect. Oh, all right. I used to live right there, yeah. so it was super convenient. But It's good, though. It reminds me of, they might get mad if they heard me say this, it reminds <laughs> me of like growing up and going to the boardwalk and getting the boardwalk, the big, giant boardwalk slice that's mm-hmm. like kind of like greasy. Yeah. It's not quite as greasy, but it kind of reminds me of that. It's that's like perfect. Old school. But I got to tell you, I love Pete and Aldous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, every, that's why it's not, <laughs> it's not fair. You know, we, we're going for the slice places yeah. because other than I that. I gave the slice answer, but know. I had to get the Pete and Aldous. Yeah. Pete and Aldous is, you know, honestly, I had, I had that yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the wife wanted it. What am I going to do? My hands are tied. What am I going to say? You know, she was like, I don't want Pete. I'm like, yeah, of course. What are you? We're supposed to be pizza questing. It's sliced pizzas only. We're gonna for, do that. Trust right. me, I could I could do both in one day. <laughs> wow. Not even like have a problem with it. Um, but yeah, Luigi's. I'm gonna have to. You're, you're. I think the second person that's mentioned mentioned them. I so. mean, they have when you go into Luigi's, they have a lot of specialty pizza, yeah. but just a plain, just slice, a plain, just because that's what that's it's like. Still darn good. You know, that's like to me <laughs> when you go into a, like a new restaurant. If it's like a you know a bar type whatever restaurant, I get a burger because if I don't know anything about it, the burger really is like the you know the quantitative like if you can yep. do this well, I'll trust you on other things. And as far as pizza goes, it's a slain, a plain slice of pizza is like how you can tell yep. you know. And the more we talk about Pizza Quest, the, the words getting out there, and people are like really have their opinions on on what is and what isn't you know the best. So I'm looking forward to. 
you know, it's going to be May. So I am very, very, very happy. And I, <laughs> and I have been waiting. And now I can do nothing but just eat pizza. I have, that, I have an excuse. I was holding back in April because I knew I was okay. It's going to be the launch date now. But I'm ready. Today, it's pizza. Tomorrow, it's pizza. It's pizza every day. So it's going to be good. Now, when you're rolling me out of here <laughs> by the end of the summer. Maybe. Yeah, my face is all greasy. It was, I'll tell you now, it was worth it. <laughs> Um, I see you around a lot in in just participating in all of the things that the town has to offer, Asbury Park and just, you know, the major players, um, Red Bank, Asbury Park. So what are some, and I know that you go and, and have enjoyed some some of the events happening around town as well, and we are about being totally local in events. What are some of the things that you've gone to recently that you've really enjoyed? I know I've seen you at, you, you've been to some um, movie festivals. I've seen you at the, the uh, Fractal Sasquatch show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I try and go out and do music whenever I can. Um, the Fractal Sasquatch show at Langosta was Hell super yeah. fun. Um, this last weekend, I was able to do the Asbury Park restaurant tour, which is, you know, for locals, you know, you're going to know the restaurants. But it's still a real, you know, so it brings in a crowd more, I think, from outside of Asbury mm-hmm. um, who come and buy those tickets. But I have to say, as a local person, it's still really fun to get together with a group of friends and, you know, just walk Asbury Park, like, in a way that sometimes you're, you know, okay, we're going to go here tonight or we're going to do this, and you kind of get caught up instead of just, like, wandering. So it's sort of an excuse to wander aimlessly in Asbury Park and stop in restaurants that maybe you don't always go to. And, you know, of course, you can always have a beverage or two at those restaurants, and you can go as quickly or as Does, <laughs> or as slow as you want on that tour. So you, that was really fun. Do you like you pay to do it, and then you're cu- you get like a break? Like when you go into the places that are participating, they they just give you some. They give you like a little something to yeah. nosh on you and a drink, a or what do you what do you get? Just you the usually food? just get a sample. You okay. don't get the drink. Okay, um, but. But it does become, you know, you you need to rest yeah. and have something to <laughs> yeah. drink in yes, between the walking and the eating. Yeah. So, so yeah, you get to, you know, you, the first one of our first stops was at Bonnie Reed, and we got a great little spot right at the bar. So we had our sample, and then we got oh. to sit down and have a couple of Bunny Marys, which that's, was really nice. That's um, and just, you know, for me, it's being with the people that you're with, being with friends and stuff, and and being in that city. Um, so that was fun, and then we got to go to part of the film festival on Sunday night um, to see the Tri movie, which I can't remember the name of yeah, we exactly. Not, if anybody, I was telling um, I was telling Heather before, as far as like fish fans, I'm like on a scale of ten, I'm probably like a five or a six. So out of you know the people we know, we're probably the worst fish fans, you know here so if you don't remember the name it, it i don't maybe between me and my mind but i'm not sure and i wouldn't <laughs> want it to be wrong so sorry sorry people listening who are going to be really mad at me for not knowing the name it's fine. but did but in terms of it being like a movie festival because i know they were doing lots of mm-hmm. different movies this past weekend how was that event was it uh oh, was it well it was, attended yeah and... it was well attended i thought it was great it was a sunday night so yeah. you know and it didn't start until probably 7 30 so for me, that's late on a school night um, oh, yeah. to be going to work the yeah. next day. So it was very well attended, I thought. Um, and then they had the marathon that half or the Jersey Shore Marathon was in Asbury. So going much through, going on. there was a ton going on this weekend. It's just going to um, get more and more crazy, and that's interesting too. Like you go to other towns, and it seems like this area we love Monmouth and Ocean County, but as far as Asbury Park is concerned. It just seems cooler because they're they do have these big bands and then they have these local events. It's such such a mix of of things going on. There's always something to kind of do. 
you know absolutely so I don't there's know. oh it, i mean the music scene is just amazing mm-hmm. um it, and to see some of the national bands yeah at the stone pony on the summer stage and then you can go over to springwood park and catch you know a local jazz guy or something which yeah. is just as cool so yeah i'm not a schlepper i don't like schlepping around i don't want to go into the city and and like the fact that you could just kind of you know literally be like five minutes away from going to see like a national act is is my kind of you yeah, know it's my cup amazing. of tea right there. We're pretty lucky. Yeah, I think so. Well, while while a lot of our friends were at the the Trey movie for the movie festival that was happening this weekend, um, a lot of other people, mm. including Andrew and myself, oh. were at uh, were in were in Red Bank at the Count Basie another theater. favorite city of ours. Um, I just want to take one second and thank. Who am I going to thank? You're going to thank Anthony from Remember Jones. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to thank him because you know um, he 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 gave us an experience. He he gifted us some tickets to go check out his show. He's his a friend show. of the show, as we as everyone knows, because we talk about couple, him too much. He's yeah, he's 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 one of uh, we just our saw early him. He friends was, of the show. He yeah. was a guest at the Fractal Sasquatch show, and one of the singers, epic shouts to Gina. Like at one point. You know they're they're covering Queen. It's a tribute to Queen, um, and at one point, like this chorus shows up in the back. Like they turn the lights on, and I'm like, "Is that Gina?" Like I didn't even know she was going to be in the show, <laughs> but it was such a good performance. Like he really like, you know, he you know Anthony puts it all together and really you know works his ass off to like get it all. Perfect. And people are standing up. You go into Count Basie and it's like you can go to crazy shows in there and you'll have people that are just I'm, I'm more of a sitter, to be quite honest. Like, it, you know, if, if there's a seat and I could sit down, I'm going to sit down. But for this show, people kept standing up. So you had oh, to keep goodness. like you had to like people were hyped like everybody. So you had to like keep standing up. And it wasn't, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, man, I got to stand up or I'll be like, I'm just going to sit here. I don't care. But for this show, I just kept getting up. It was really like, I don't know, it was fun. Yeah, I kept and, looking at Leo just to see his look, and then like he'd get up and then he'd be dancing around. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was a great time, and uh, we ran into friend of the show Jody mm. as well. And oh and yeah, fly and release some, yoga. Yep, got to spend some time with her, so it was nice to meet her mm-hmm. um, and Tom, and uh, and then everybody else. We saw Danny. So so thank you to everybody who came out. Thank you for the tickets. Uh, they're going on a thirty city tour. Yeah, so check crazy. out Remember Jones, their Instagram, and and talk about totally local, going big. I know, expanding. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm glad he got in here before, uh, you know, before he's just too Hollywood for us. Which so. is like three days from now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you were saying that you have lots of stuff going into the restore. People should check it out all the time. How can they do that? How can they see, get more information about the coastal? Um, habitat? So, you can follow us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, the store is open t- Wednesday through Saturday from ten to five. Yeah. Um, on Facebook and social media, you can follow us, and there'll be sales posted and just items that come in. Um, and we we have actually two Facebook pages. You can also follow our Coastal right. Habitat. I don't know why we why have do two, you got Facebook two, pa- two Facebook pages. <laughs> um, and it's one of the things that we're looking at sharing <laughs> after a year and a half. Um, but you can go there and see um, information. We cross post most things anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see information also about how to get involved and what's happening on our builds. We always are posting when we have volunteer groups come out. Um, you know, we'll do shout outs to the volunteer groups or upcoming programs that we have going on. Um, we have in right in the restore itself, we have a space where it's called our mission wall, where we have pictures from programming that we've done and information from our community partners, um, information about a community events that are coming up and going on. 
Um, and, you know, you can always just walk into the restore or basically into our admin offices Monday through um, Friday, and you're going to be greeted if you come into admin by our volunteer coordinator, um, and she'll grab you and figure out what you want to do and how you can help. And, you know, you may want to bang nails on a job site or rake a lawn or do some planting, or you may want to sell some stuff in the restore, or you may want to just make a donation. Um, everybody who does any of those things, you know, and so many more things is really helping us do the work that we do. That's great. Um, so that's cool. And, you know, sometimes people like me, I don't even know, you know, hammer, nails, what? <laughs> um, so for anybody who maybe just wants to give some money, cash, you yeah, will, we you always will take, take it. We will always take it. Uh, <laughs> and I noticed that there's a donate button on your coastalhabitat.com yes. website. So they can go there and they can donate that yes. way as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. Well, Heather, thank you. Thank Painless, you right? Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it wasn't terrifying. Friend of the show, Whoopi, uh, was bugging you out. And, uh, <laughs> young Steve Mitchell wasn't helping either with, uh, you know, encouragement. So, you know, it's, 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 I'm so glad that you, you know, we've talked to certain people that are kind of reluctant to come on the show and talk to us. I don't know why. Um, and you seemed a tad, you were like, eh, but you, you did it because you know it's, you know, getting the word out is good you and do. you're friggin' natural. So, you. you know, I, I really appreciate, I, I really, you know, respect and love everything that you're about and you're doing. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Right, cool. Sorry it took me so long. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no, uh, perfect. What's our social media? Welp. Um, we are on Instagram. It's totally <laughs> underscore local Michelle. underscore podcast. Um, you could find us on totally uh, local And uh, everywhere else, just look us up. Google it, man. Totally local podcast. You can find us on all different kinds of podcast places like Spotify now. Um, and, uh, you know, that's about it. Thank you, Leo. Thank you. Thank you, a shared universe podcast studio. As always, thank you, Ming. Um, and I thank our guest Heather. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Fine Health Kombucha. I had the sweet pea today. I don't know if this is one of the ones that you should do another batch of, but I like it. <laughs> you know, but there were other ones I liked more. And I have a Darnarius Targaryen egg for everybody yeah. watching the stream, yeah. which is very cool. We're going to hatch some, some dragons. We're going to have dragons. <laughs> Oh, I gotta fade it out. <laughs>